Um, so when it, when I say be comfortable and safe, it's not even just about, you know, do you have a latex allergy, the kind of thing. So maybe don't get a latex dildo if you do. Uh, I mean, the slightly less obvious stuff, right? Like a C4 looked completely lost when I commented on like carpal tunnel and tennis elbow. You were like, what? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't quite aware on like on the, on the, yeah. the vibrations. Like I kind of, I, I understand it once you explain it, like it makes sense, but I didn't like, mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that, that thought process. Yeah, I would never have thought of that. Carpal tunnel. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you have a repetitive stress injury? Is that something you need to take into account? Or does your partner have a repetitive stress injury? And is that something you guys need to consider and take into account? When you're playing with tools, toys, experimenting, how good is the soundproofing in the room that you're playing in? Nothing's more Really? How good is the soundproofing? That is an important question. (laughs) That really is, yeah. Because that very much falls under the be comfortable category. If you are so paranoid about your neighbors, other people in the house, um, anyone being able to hear what you're doing, it's going to be very difficult to sort of be present in the moment and just let yourself enjoy it. If that's what you're thinking about. Yeah. So how's the soundproofing? Maybe a few towels under the door and, you know. That doesn't work. Maybe choose a different room or, you oh, know, something. That works. Like, just, <laughs> just be, be aware, right? Like, where are you playing with your partner? Right? Don't fool and yourself. The towels under the door is a lie. It's all the walls. Yeah. Oh, man, we've got one room. Actually, the room I'm in, the soundproofing in here is so bad. There's a, there's a room in the basement that just, like, the laundry room isn't even finished. So everything, everything you hear. And it's just, oh. If you are shopping at a sex store and they let you um, turn the motors of the of the toys on, some have demo toys that are like out of the boxes that you can actually like turn the dials. You know, obviously you can't apply it to your genitalia, but you can you use can it with your hands and your hand so, hand so forth. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the things you might want to consider is how loud is the motor? Right? Yeah. Is it this? Or is it this? Yeah. Or if it has you guys a, hear the difference? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, if it even has a setting to adjust or something, how, right? how loud is the motor? I have literally bought toys with quieter motors, not for what they would do to my body, but just so that I could keep the rest of my household from knowing that I was enjoying myself. So it's just something to consider. Um, be a little more discreet. <laughs> and under that category of be comfortable and safe, before you actually play with your toys at, in any event, I know it's easy to get caught up in the moment, but you should still take a few seconds and inspect your toys. Like, has it been a while since you've used it? When's the last time you cleaned it? Yeah. Um, how fresh are the batteries? Um, is the is the rubber of the latex on it cracked and dried out? So you shouldn't be putting stuff like that into or probably against your body because that's not hygienic or safe. Sterilizing um, is key. That's why you always have a bottle yeah. of toy cleaner. Keeping stuff clean um, is important. For you know sure. what? I have a whole category about cleaning, so we'll, we will get to that, I promise. Um, <laughs> but like I, when I was going through my toy box, 
Um, this one, I didn't realize I'd actually left batteries in it and they've leaked. And so it's Ooh. corroded the whole motor inside. So inspect your toys first, um, especially long before they get to skin to skin to contact of any kind. Um, yeah, battery it acid could, doesn't it could go very like... badly. Yeah. Sound like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you check to see if the motor will turn on? Like, do you need new batteries? Like, that also falls under inspect your toys first. Um, if you are using a motorized one, do you need fresh batteries? Like, are they done? So, um, and then sort of the last point I'll talk about in be comfortable and safe is if you're playing with a partner or partners and toys or tools are involved, make sure everyone is comfortable with everything that you're bringing into the room. There may be certain toys and tools that don't flip your switch that you don't want to have anything to do with it. But if your partner is really into them, experiment enough with them, or like in the case of something motorized, put it up against your skin into some very more delicate parts, um, maybe not your primary sex organs, maybe some of your secondary ones, just to see what the sensation feels like on your body so that you have an idea of what it's doing to them. And I say that because it's a really good rule of thumb, no, no pun intended, to <laughs> never you know, play with something with your partner that you don't know what it's doing to their body. Because that could mean that you're using the tool or toy or apparatus in a really poor way hmm. and then can do be very counterproductive for what you're trying to achieve, of course. So, um, like I said, just like the sound of the motor, how does that how different does that feel for the different settings, like against your hands, against your neck, something like that? Have an idea, even if it's something that you're not interested in, know what it's doing to your body and maybe how to use it a little bit before you apply it to your partner. And that will make you a rock star because then you're going to be very much more aware of what is it's doing to them. Whether or not it gives you pleasure or not, it's just still a great idea to know how to use a tool, even if it's something you don't want to play with. So, yeah. That makes sense. Definitely have yeah, had those. Like... Sorry, I'll let you go first. No, I was just going to say that seems like really great advice and wisdom. Oh, yeah. I uh, totally wish yeah. I had that wisdom yeah. growing up because there's definitely been many times where something has happened where all of a sudden everything gets awkward for a couple minutes. It's like, yeah, so we're not doing that again. <laughs> You know what? And and those are going to happen even if you've played with that toy before, right? Like, let's be real. Having sex can be really silly. Bodies make weird noises. Somebody leans on your hair. You know, like, um, you try out satin sheets and you slip off the bed and, like a slip and slide and you, like, crack your head on the wall. It's done so that. true! No, totally it's so done true. that. Totally There's, done that. I've oh never, my god, yeah, satin sheets are the worst. It's so bad. It's it's like you're fight, especially when you have more than another person in that bed. It's like you're not just you're not just trying to stay in the bed. You're 
fighting with wow. the sheets to stay on the bed. It's ri- I hate satin. So bad. I'd never I'd never much rather give me plain cotton. Just give me a really beautifully high thread count so that they're like silky like butter. Oh, but they're so hard to wash and they'll smell bad for weeks. No, no, no. Just they will wash like a dream. I promise you. It's one of the things that I don't mind like spending money on. On most other stuff in my house, I don't care if it's a 99 cent bath towel or, you know, anything else in the house. But sheets, I will spend a little more money than normal on if it's a great thread count. And they feel just amazing because the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they're just, oh, mm, mm, anyway, so give me a great pair of cotton sheets before satin. Because, you know, as C4 was like, they're like, oh, my God, they're so dangerous. So bad. (laughs) It's like a Make sure you're comfortable. Is there enough pillows? Because if you want to lift up some body parts but not have to hold them up, then make sure you've got enough pillows around. and. All of that great stuff. Or a great so, pulley system works too. Yes. Yeah, pulleys yeah, work really well. Have, but have you played with the pulley system? Well, fully dressed before things get, like you said, where you lead to that really awkward moment. Like, yes. I don't remember how to release that. <laughs> or like, oh no, this yeah. should hold your weight. For an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> point number one, be comfortable and safe. So that involves like lots of different stuff. All right, we ready for number two? (laughs) Yes. All right. Consider cleaning. Ah. When you are bringing toys, apparatus, tools, anything that you're going to play with, including satin sheets. (laughs) I was going to say that that could also double for body parts. Yes. Yep. That's why yes. I was. Yep. That's where my brain yes. went right away. Make sure you clean body so. parts. Consider clean, cleaning, yep. right? Clean like all the body parts that are yeah. going to be involved. Believe it or not, a lot of toys, more of them, because really. of you know newer plastics and polymers that a lot of the newer toys are made out of, because so many of them have moved away from latex completely. And a lot of these new latexes, rubbers, and polymers are actually dishwasher safe. Yeah, they are. So when you <laughs> when I say consider cleaning, also consider how to make it easy to clean your stuff. And like Insania, no. Who who said oh Greasy Boy was saying make sure you have wipes. I 100 percent agree. I have a bottle of it. To a point, I will use baby wipes if it's a toy that I just want to kind of take off the worst of the of the mess and clean myself up really quick if we're going to keep playing. So there's usually baby wipes around this house. I use them in crafting. I use them to remove makeup. They're, they're like all over this house. But they're not expensive. And they don't like... For a woman's body, they tend they don't wreck the pH around a woman's vagina, so you can clean yourself up super quick and easy. Um, they're easy peasy. If I'm fully cleaning a toy before it goes back into the toy box, before it goes you know back to wherever I'm storing them, um, believe it or not, 
our handy dandy Lysol wipes or something else because it'll break down the skin oils, the actual like sloughed off skin, the um, any bodily fluids that that come out. You're just talking about regular like a dream. disinfecting wipes, right? Dis- yeah. Disinfecting wipes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, you know what? I always say if it's safe and gentle and cleansing for your genitals, then it's completely fine to use on your toys too. So if what you have is soapy water in a sink and you've washed your hands and you wash your toy too, that's beautiful. Um, my only recommendation though is to just make sure you dry them very well. These are a lot of them, if it's the super pliable sort of materials, um, you can wash them really great, but try and find yourself like um, paper towels that don't leave fibers, um, like blue shop towels are sham one of them, or a, a chamois or microfiber yeah. cloth, something, dry them off very well, leaving yeah. water on some toys that are really flexible and squishy like this can sometimes erode them and put little pock marks in it. Um, and same with the cleanser. So like if I'm doing um, a, a big clean at the end of a really intense play session or something, then I will grab my disinfecting wipes, wipe stuff down really quick, run it under some soapy water in the sink, and then just take a quick paper towel, dry them off, done. Really doesn't take long. And that's somebody speaking from who's a very limited energy window. If I'm saying it doesn't take very long and I still have time to do it, anyone able-bodied <laughs> can totally do this. It does not take a lot of time. And it means like some of my toys I have truly had over 10 years just because I took care of them and they still do the job. So like, why not? Why wouldn't I keep using them? Why wouldn't I keep them? Right. Um, so remember some pieces are just are dishwasher safe. Gentle soap and water absolutely does the trick and wipes are also a great standby as well. Um, and then a lot of companies, if you go onto their websites after you purchase a toy, will actually give you cleaning instructions or recommendations. So what? What I've seen is some of the things that I've yeah. gotten have actually come with like the cleaning instructions in the box. In the box, yep. Some of them do. Um, I found the websites are a little bit more comprehensive because I have seen those cleaning instructions in there as well. Um I just find that there's a little more information and, you know, everyone's favorite tool, YouTube it. Yeah. yeah. I personally really enjoy uh, this this brand right here, though. Really useful. Oh, Joy Cleaner. Toy Cleaner. Yeah. Okay, which brand is that? Uh, Greasy Boy. Uh, Calisthetics. Oh, okay. I haven't heard yeah. of that one, but... Um, now, absolutely, you can buy a separate product, but all of us have got hand soap. Oh, right? yeah. Um, and in the, the, the days of our pandemic, pretty much all of us have got some kind of antiseptic cleaner in our house. Um, be very careful, though, about alcohol wipes or any alcohol sprays or hand sanitizer. The alcohol in it will very much dry out and crack certain polymers and, and rubbers. Mm. So 
if you were going to use those, that's great. But I would just really rinse them off and dry them very well after and to just to try and keep that alcohol from like staying on the surface and again, potentially eroding some of those materials. So yeah. A former partner of mine actually stored their toys too close together and they just melted. Yeah. Yeah. It it sucks because those were like $400 between the two of them. Yep. So hence point number three, consider storage. (laughs) For exactly that reason. Um, If security for your toys is something you're concerned about. Do you not want to have them roll out of a mattress and traumatize your family? What? That's the best part, though. (laughs) Do you not, like, do you share a house with other people that you wouldn't necessarily want them knowing, you know, where your toys are or how to get them? You never know where they're going to look when they're here. Yeah. No nosy friends. Whatever. So the security of of your toys you can literally purchase toy boxes with locks on them yeah yeah really companies that make sex toys also make toy boxes and some of them will either have like a dial combination lock or hinges that you can put a padlock through if you want so the security Mm -hmm. of your toys is something to consider um and just like um, Greasy Boy was saying, the temperature, the humidity, um, all of that stuff, if you leave certain polymers and plastics together in an ambient temperature house, or if it gets really warm in that bedroom, perchance, if that's where you're keeping them, they can melt together. They can, you know, um, the batteries can melt through the motors. Um, so it's a really, really important to think about that when you're storing it, not only about security, temperature, and humidity, don't, if you're, if it's a toy that you don't use very often, please take the batteries out. Like, please, please, please take the batteries out of it. I can't stress that enough. Don't, you know, you know, as you said, Grizzly Boy, like lose hundreds of dollars because some toys are a pretty big investment. Um, for something as simple as if I'd taken the batteries out, it wouldn't have been an issue. So, um, so yeah, that's just something also to consider is consider storage, you know, where are you going to keep them? Um, how handy do you want them to be? Right. Like if you're one of those very impulsive, uh, lovers, do you want them to be able to grab them right away? So you need to consider where they're located in the room that you play the most in and, how to get at them, and conversely, how to keep other people that you don't want playing with them away from them. So just something to think about. I've heard so many horror stories of uh, parents finding their kids waving around their toys, like yeah. in a lightsaber or something else. Yeah, mm-hmm. safe, safe Mommy, look, I'm a unicorn. Yeah. I, said, I, I, I found my parents, so that's kind of how I learned about a little bit more about it. So. <laughs> oh. But that added to my knowledge, I guess, because I didn't know about the things that, you know, they had, um, they knew about. Because I yeah. only went to school and they had, I was in grade five and four around the time when they were doing such education, but it was very basic. I got more of it later when I went to junior high, but in like elementary schools, literally just trying to understand your body. 
That was it. Yeah. My parents were pretty vanilla. Most of the sex that I got before I turned 13 was from my grandmother. My French grandmother, who would just talk about sleeping with men all the time to my, <laughs> me and my sisters. Told us never to get married, never never start dating, just be single until we died. I guess I, in a kind of I got lucky sense, my parents actually had a book called The Ultimate Sex Guide. And it was literally like a book with diagrams and everything. Like, so pretty my easy to learn from I, that. My brother and I were talking a couple of years ago and discovered that neither of us ever... Uh, from what we can tell, neither of us ever even got close to catching our parents doing anything. So, it was interesting information to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had a mom who... Um, sorry, have a mom. Uh, I apologize for the past tense, I don't know where that came from. Um, I have a mom who's been married five times, had lots of boyfriends, so... Wow. Um, I very much had the cool mom. And so my friends not only felt comfortable talking to me about things, but like they would come over for dinner and my mom and I were having like very frank and very open discussions about, you know, the, the pros and cons of an IUD at the dinner table. And, you know, my friend's jaws were down to here because they were not only horrified that I would even admit to my mother that I was thinking about birth control, and therefore thinking about being sexually active, but that I could talk to her about it at the dinner table. And this wasn't weird. Awesome. And, and, she, and she would, she would always mother. say to my friends, if you can't go to a trusted adult who has your best interests at heart, and whether that's a school counselor, she's like, or me or a trusted aunt or uncle or like anyone, because if you don't want to go to your parents, that's legit. But there are other adults in your life that you can ask these questions to who will have your best interests at heart. So go and ask them because please don't like get awful information from your friends who think that they, you know, heard about something or other. Because, of course, you know, in the days long before you could YouTube anything. Um. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the yeah. truth? And, but even so, there's so much misinformation out there that it's hard to filter, right? It's so hard to know what's, you know, what's legit. Um, yeah. And so, like I said, I, I'm lucky enough. I had the cool mom. I had the one who said, you don't have to talk to me about it, but please talk to an adult somewhere, right. Who's going to give you correct information or at least where to look, you know, so that I, I know that you're being safe and, um, and again, she gave me that great piece of advice is that it, the more you learn your own body, she's like, if you become an expert at masturbating, you're going to be amazing as a lover because you're going to be able to teach your partner what to do to, that, to flip your switch because right? everyone's different. Um, and so like, I've always enjoyed different types of toys because to me, what, what's the ultimate goal? Right. So I'm, I'm kind of doing this to segue. Features are entirely dependent on what you want to achieve. Because I saw dozens and dozens of people individually and as couples 
they would walk into the store, they'd go to the toy section, and then they'd just stare <laughs> Too many at options. the wall. Sometimes you'd get, what is that? <laughs> or... yeah. I can imagine that one. I probably, I probably like, or... I've, I've had that one walking past the sex shop through the window. I've yep. seen that a couple times <laughs> as yep. a shopper. Or my personal favorite, where does that even go? And they're kind of doing doing this a little, For me, um, like which would be it. my cue to say, are you being rhetorical or would you like to see a video? Because like, genuinely, hey. genuinely, like we had so many movies and I could say these two movies here actually show that toy being used. So if you're being rhetorical, I can answer you. If you would actually genuinely like to see it being played with, you might want to rent these and decide if that's for you. Because what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to achieve an orgasm? I know that sounds like a really simple question, but people use toys for lots of different reasons that really have nothing to do with orgasms a lot of times. Um, and if you are looking to just receive an orgasm from a toy or a tool are, are you doing it for medical reasons like do you have a skull splitting migraine and so you need all of the blood to get out of your head and go down to your genitals really quick so that you can get rid of that migraine do are you so stuffed up from a cold that you need to clear your sinuses and this is the funnest way to clear those babies out do you want to really yeah yes Oh, big what? time. Fantastic way to clear your sinuses. Yep, big time. Big time. What do you want some cardio? Have? Do you want more cardio in your in your day-to-day -day life? So do you want to get your heart rate up and to breathe heavy, right? Um, do you want to relieve some anxiety because you are so wound up and you have such a busy brain, you cannot sleep? So not only are you playing with a toy to achieve an orgasm, but are you using that orgasm for a different reason? So do you want, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like I wanna get off in 20 seconds or less, bada bing, bada boom. Or in the case of like more cardio or relieving anxiety, do you want it to last a little longer so that you can really kind of let that tension go. You can really sort of kind of get into it and take your mind to another place. So the features that your toy is going to have, whether it's got all the dials and buttons like that other one I showed you guys, is it angled to hit a G spot? Is it angled to simulate something else? Like the end on this one, and I don't know how to describe it for those that are just listening, but it, it looks sort of like does... a mini shoe. Yeah, looks like a yeah. It's it... sort of almost like it's sort of like down a curved boot. finger. It's sort of a curved yeah. finger. That's a better way to but describe it. But it's nice and wide. And then the actual this silver part is the actual motor in there that will vibrate. And you can actually buy just these little silver bullets that they call them. Yeah. Um, and they're a great little size. So they will, they are a very versatile sort of little tool. Um, so this one, this particular angle 
on a woman could be used to find that amazing G spot. Um, the, the nose is flexible enough that if you just rubbed it on a clitoris, it feels a lot like a tongue. So same thing. If you are the kind of person that really enjoys a tongue around your anal sphincter, again, this feels a lot like a tongue. And that is very enjoyable. Um, this would be a great sort of size and flexibility on a, a, a man's perineum. Um, for anybody who doesn't know that spot, it's that tiny strip of flesh between the base of your testicular sac right before the opening to your anal sphincter. So it's oh, the gooch. Little... It's the, the gooch! The taint. The gooch! The in-between us. The good old in-between us. The gooch! The taint your balls and the taint your butthole. But it's actually in medical terms. So there you go, Sarah V. You're learning a new medical term. Is perineum. So I actually already knew that. So. I didn't know that. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, oh, you didn't learn that in school, right? So this would again be a really great sort of size, and then that flexibility because that skin is really sensitive. So you'd want to be careful with any toys that were a little bit of a harder material. Um, or even had kind of edges to them, you'd want to be really careful around that. So when I say features are entirely dependent on what you're after, 